This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hines, head instructor at Aikido Fresno. With me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido Fresno. All right, guys, here we are. So this is a Maya topic. Yeah, Maya came up with this. Came up with this topic and then realized she may not even... Have no what to talk about. Thanks for putting me on blast. Well, we're trying to. Um, so you would do it to me for me. That so is true. Totally That's very true. I, yeah, don't give it if you can't take it. Yeah. Um, so uh, as we were thinking about topics, um, what would be interesting to talk about, or maybe something a little bit different from what we've been doing lately, because we try and you know uh, mix it up yeah. a little bit. Um, I mix it up, not just talk about the same shit over I mean, and over and over and over. <laughs> we do that as well. That <laughs> invariably we're, we're, we talk about the same stuff over and over. We're very good at talking about the same thing over and over. Um, I had thought like it would be interesting for all of us to talk from our own experiences, but kind of about the general Aikido uh, student experience uh, from the perspective of those aha moments that you have. Um, in various points in your training mm-hmm. from, you know, day one to, you know, even now still as a teacher, whatever those like little um, light bulb moments are for you, whether that be, you know, um, in terms of Aikido theory or, you know, super basic like physical stuff. Techniques. Techniques. Yeah. Anywhere in between just like those those moments for you where that light bulb has come on and gone, oh, yeah. So... So yeah, Josh, you said you had some, so so go for it. So we've talked about on this on the podcast before the a, a moment that really stuck with me, stuck with Chris. Uh, you know, so from the beginning of my training, uh, always told hands stay in front of your center. Right there's this little box or whatever. Um, and I had been training. I don't know how long. Oh, I don't know. A while, at least a year, probably by this point, um, probably a little longer. And. I don't even remember what it was that we had been training that day, but whatever it was, suddenly it became extra clear to me that that is indeed true, <laughs> but not true in the sense of whatever I had thought up to that point that it was true. Because mm-hmm. obviously I knew he talked about it a lot, and if you had asked me, I probably would have said it, but for whatever reason, it didn't really... I didn't understand that it was like fundamental across everything that we do. And suddenly it hit me like, oh, our hands, they, they, they're always just here no matter what. And it was like mind-blowing. I think the real hallmark of these moments is like it's something that you intellectually know. No. Right. But then you Have get it on a deeper right. level and like all of a sudden you understand why that really is true. So the, the other one – that I had been thinking about, and this one really uh, has stuck with me. Um, and it was the first time that I really felt like this, the, the energy, the flow of energy that I understood, like the way that, that Aikido, like flow or energy or that sort of thing wor- worked, like the first time I experienced that. And we were, it was fairly early on. And we were doing some sort of more uh, like a Giawaza-ish. Uh, we weren't doing forms. And I did uh, Sumiyotosh. And the you know, attacker was coming around, and I just put him right in the ground. Mm-hmm. And there was something about the way that my body, his body, everything fit in that moment 
um, that I could feel from the beginning to end the way that the energy was moving and the way, you know, that if I added a little bit more in this direction, I could put him on the mat. And I, and I did it and it worked and it was awesome. And from that moment on, I, I definitely had that technique like done. It was like the, I suddenly I understood that technique like, you know, inside and out. And then, uh, and it also informed everything else that came after that because suddenly then I was able to understand and feel the flows of energy in all of the tech. And even uh-huh. to this day when I'm going through technique with another person, that's the thing, that feeling that I get is the same feeling that I had that day, you know? Interesting. Um, and it was just the first time that I would really understood, like, oh, yeah, this is I'm moving, he's moving, boom, there it is, you know? So that's, you, like, you, really the... You figured out what Aiki felt like. Yeah, it, and it had, no, yeah, it had nothing to do with, um, nothing to do with an intellectual thing necessarily. Yeah. It was only what it felt like. I, and we had done the technique before, um, but this was the first time that I really felt like I understood it, like on a on a body level, on a physical level. Um, and it, and and like I said, it's the same when I'm doing technique now. That feeling is the same feeling that I get. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that that moment still informs me. I think like there's this thing, and maybe I don't know. I'm over intellectualizing this as I like to do. Um, but there's like these aha moments that are like um, intellectual, that are like active, or like you're 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 going after them. And then there's like uh, aha moments that just tr- just come to you. They're like the trickle, truly the, yeah. unconscious, and they they just they can happen at any time during any mon- training session, no matter how mundane. Because um, I was thinking about s- some examples for myself, and and a couple of them are are more. Like they happened to me while I was studying for a test or preparing and, and very actively going after like looking for information and trying to make those connections. Um, and then there were other times where it's just like it was a regular training night and it was, you know, not that I, I uh, wasn't, you know, trying to train and be present, but it was just a, a very, you know, there I wasn't over looking for a specific um, thing to get out of it. You know, and it just kind of came to me. Um, and I feel like what Josh is describing is that kind of thing, which it was just like he it felt right, you know, and there was just some kind of aha. This is what that feeling is, you know, putting uh, a, an understanding to this unconscious thing that had happened to him. Um, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is um, I think I've talked about this before. My it was my second Q test. Um, understanding that all of their, there's like these patterns to the techniques, you know, at least the way that our dojo looks at the, the set of techniques, there's patterns to how they happen, <laughs> like that they come up in the same kinds of way or the same, this, a certain technique comes off of, um, you know, this kind of hand grab or all of these techniques, for example, um, most all of our techniques, which I had been told to me, we check the hand and the arm. Um, and that is because of, you know, having either me having a weapon or them having a weapon and, and having that realization that, oh, that's why, you know, Shionage uh, comes best off of um, a katate, a gyakute, a morote, you know, from the the, te- the hand grabs because mm-hmm. it's like 
there is a weapon of some kind in the hand and I'm trying to do something about it and it's not working and then I go all the way around, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that felt so silly, but I I like made this little um, like Venn diagram where it was like I I tried to think about um, what the the best like body, I I put one circle was body and one was hand and then one was kind of like both or, or maybe disarm or whatever. And then I was trying to like plot the, the techniques, like which one was best that I thought for those things in those different areas. And it was amazing to me how much like that, that illuminated what the techniques are for, for me. Um, and then also the, that, that the position leads to yeah. the technique, I you know, that, that was a huge one for me. That's a big one. And it didn't hit me, like hit me in the same way that the others did, mm-hmm. but understanding that, like being able to understand that like when you're in that side to side position, yes. here are the techniques that are available, you know? And then knowing that like, if I'm in this side to side position uh, and we're facing the same direction, uh, is probably not gonna happen for me right now or yeah. you know, whatever. And then yeah. being able to, to plug those, that, that was a big one. That was one that really began to change things, you know. And then it's like a hierarchy, you know. Like I was I was playing with that as I was like taking little notes and kind of drawing it out and going like, oh, Kokinage is kind of from side to side. And, you know, uh, Kodagaish kind of starts from a side to side. And, you know, Ariminage obviously is off the Arimi. And then all the, the Kyowaza kind of come off of this like 45 angle. And thinking about like, how come when we have only one really technique that's like purely off that arimi but then we've got way more for the side by side and a lot for the 45 also and pretty much none where we stay completely on line with the person and kind of realizing that like that's because arimi is great and and you know we love to get back there but it's hard to get all the way back there with somebody who's trying to get you really actively it's very difficult to get there. Recently, we'd posted a live video and uh, someone said... Uh, live training. Yeah, live training video. And it, uh, someone had said, um, why don't you do more Irimi? And it's like, whoa, we'd love to. We'd, we'd love to. And, and if I could just pick whatever I get to do when someone's trying to oppose me, that'd, that'd be fantastic. But yeah. it's hard. It's really, really hard. And so that 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 um, side-by-side, you know, hip-to-hip kind of position is like not... A failure in the sense that like oh well guess we're screwed you know but it's a failure off off of that arimi that i would be trying to get it's like oh well i can't get the arimi but i can at least get next to them and that's better than nothing way better well even you know and then realizing that like uh most of our nagewaza is going to come from that position Mm -hmm. most of uh, you know, the, the, the hand techniques are going to come off of a showman-ish position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, off of that 45 or off of that, you know. Triangle, so right. we have, or the China. So we have these big, like, areas, and if you can understand that interplay between the position and the techniques, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to take a step ahead, you know. And then yeah. realizing showman is the same as Gyaku, <laughs> you right. know. Yes. Um, that's or, a huge aha too for you know, in terms of k- testing katate, k- you know shoulder grab is essentially the same like same side shoulder is essentially the same as the same side uh, wrist. wrist grab you know so those sorts Mune of things and kata can right. be interfe- yeah there's um, lots of these little things you pick up and so you know and if you can begin to see those and then realize that like okay so you know if i if i understand shomenuchi ikkyo i Kind of understand Gyaku Tedori Ikkyo or whatever, right. and, and and kind of putting those together. But and the same uh, along those same lines, understanding that any hand escape that you do is also a weapon escape. That that you know 
like and, and weapon escape can be a disarming of a weapon or escaping your hand that has a weapon in it. It can be a clear or disarm as well as a hadoki. Right. Yeah, that's a better way. To say that, that was another yeah. one, another kind of aha moment for me um in a way that was like led to a bunch more questions, but um realizing like um the techniques that we're doing, uh, the forms that we're doing are showing different sides to different things right so some of the techniques are would are based on the assumption that i have a weapon that i'm trying to clear mm -hmm. some of the techniques are are based on the idea that you have a weapon that i'm trying to control mm -hmm. right yeah if you never look at it without a weapon you will never know that right right and so that was like realizing oh yeah you can do uh, Shomenuchi Ikkyo in the same technique in two different with two different intents right um that was a big one as well you know and realizing like oh yeah like depending on whether he has a knife or whether I have the knife who's doing what the technique is vastly different even though technically the same things will be happening right, right. The, right. the similar beats are there but there's the details are different yeah. and some of the techniques aren't gonna work if you know i have a i have the knife you know there are some like forms you mean yeah forms, yeah. forms were Sorry. built a yeah. lot of the forms were built after everything was unarmed right um and because they were there is there could be some There's confusion about what yeah what's going on like right. you know is this you know is this shihonage me keeping the knife away from myself getting cut or is this shihonage me with the knife trying to get it back to the person yeah that you know that's like a real like pivotal aha for me and you know i was hung up for a long time in saying that like um aikido is a weapon martial art you know even even when we don't have a weapon it's like uh, we're learning how to support the weapon is what we're learning to do you know yeah. so like i use the weapon i was hung up on that for a long time and, and i don't think that's a complete picture anymore but but i definitely was hung up because of that very thing when i realized that you know, all the wrist grabbing stuff is because I have something in my hand yeah. or because they have something in their hand. And that was huge to me. You know, it was yeah. just like such a monstrous thing. And then that led me to an, another really huge aha, which was like, because I, I remember thinking that and then thinking, okay, well, that's cool because Aikido's got weapon stuff covered. But, you know, what I really need to do is learn a lot of uh, unarmed stuff because really mostly uh, people are unarmed. And then uh, thinking like, well, Actually, if I was in a life or death situation, I would rather be armed. And if I'm not in a life or death situation, then why would I be, be fighting, fighting with someone, right, period, right, right? right? Like, that's a stupid yeah, idea. And so I was like, well, well, okay. But, yeah, there will be the times that I'm fighting for my life when I'm not armed. And then realizing I can always be armed. Right, you know, right. like, I mean. Or you know, in that st if you were fighting for your life and you are unarmed, chances are the other person is armed. Yeah, right. Yeah, or, and so the, there's know, a right, there's probably right. a weapon in there's play. Someone's yeah. going yeah. to introduce right. But I mean, like honestly, like it was a huge aha for me realizing that like I can almost always carry a weapon. Right. If I cannot carry a weapon, weapon, I can carry something that can be used right. as a weapon. And even if I can't use that, I can find something right. around me, you know. And and that led me to like months of just like staring at everything and being like, that's a weapon. That's a weapon. That's a weapon. That how could I use that as a weapon, you know? And like that was a huge aha that it's like if we're actually talking about defending ourselves. Then we want weapons because they make our lives way better way better than yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah. For me, this is maybe a little more mundane, but um when I was looking a lot at the concept of leading, um, and of course realizing that that's 
um, there someone is tracking your hand because there is a weapon in it and that's primarily at least in our dojo how we demonstrate leading although you can lead with your shoulder as well if someone's coming to grab your body um we 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 tend to show it's very obvious with the hands because someone would want to check that weapon hand uh, ideally for them um so that that you don't stab them or cut them with it so uh, in trying to study those leads i i don't know why but like there's certain subjects i feel like for anybody when you're just trying to learn something and especially for a test or whatever like sometimes it gets overwhelming to like understand like try and conceptualize like what how much of the thing there is like what are the different ways that you lead like what's the list essentially Mm -hmm. and like it was i don't know why but it was like overwhelming to me in my head like what are the leads like there's so many you know like i don't know there's i don't know how many students i've seen fry on this and i've seen other that's the thing is like i feel like i know i'm not alone because i've seen other students in our dojo go what are the leads and i don't know and and you know, especially in class, like you'll show a couple and then be like, oh, just kind of, you know, do whatever comes to you, play with it, try it out, because you want us to kind of feel it out for ourselves. It's really not that hard. And when I realize that it's like, there's like four things that you can yep. do with your hand, Yep. you right. know? So essentially leading is your, instead of you moving off the line, you're you're leading them off the line with your hand. Um and it's really as simple as Up, like you're to the side, right? Yeah. Right, literally inside to, to the inside of your body, to the outside of your body, to the to the up, up or down. down. Yep, yeah. to the up. <laughs> and so it's really just like a box, huh. and you're going to. It's any- like a box that's right in front of your center. <laughs> oh my god! Everything, Mind all the ahas are crashing into each other. So I don't know, but that was like, I felt so like wow, everything yeah. is clear to me now, you know. And then I try and impart that one because I've seen a couple other students go like, oh, what are these leads, yeah, man? Like, right. I, what am I? Yeah. What am I showing? Um, and like, I've tried to to explain that, but like, it's I don't know, it's a hard you, one. You can't, you can't gift epiphanies. You, you know, can. you, you yeah. can't like. Yeah, they the, have to be earned. right. You got to just say it again and again and That's again right. and again and yeah. again, and then years later, someone will go, oh my god, remember how. Well, well, yes, I do remember because yeah. my favorite is when, when people tell me, "Sensei, have you ever noticed <laughs> blah 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 blah?" And it's like, "Well, yeah. Have you ever noticed that I say this all the time?" Oh, mm. oh, that's what. That that oh, yeah, yeah. There's that a lot. You have, I mean, the patience that you have to deal with that. Uh, it's fun. It's super fun. You know, like, um, I uh, the first time. I had uh, Ukemi actually work for me in a in a situation was also another one of those times, you know, like in, where in it's real just life, like in real life where it was like you know uh, something happened. I just took a roll and I got back up and I was like, oh shit, what just happened there? That was one of those moments, you know, where you yeah. you you realize like, oh, this is this sounds like kind of a stupid one. I I, I have a bunch that I thought about that are like kind of cool, but but this is a dumb one. I feel dumb for for taking a long time to realize this but i remember realizing that a role its job is to preserve my head when my head goes flying at the ground you know like yeah yeah yeah. like that sounds dumb obvious but it's not intuitive it's funny uh i remember not too terribly long ago i think maybe you were telling the kids that or something in, in one of the classes um and i had the same experience where like of course i knew that and of course i did it but i had never 
really thought about it like in that particular form you know in that like it's so weird because you know like it's a good way to fall and you can understand like you know people can say like oh it rounds the body so you don't take damage or all that stuff right but there's still like for a long time you know for a few years there was this lingering thought of like well why would i just choose to roll and it's like well, you don't. Your face is flying at the ground. Right. And then when it's flying, you roll so you don't smash your face. You know, and it had to happen to me before I was like, oh, shit, this is a great practice. We have this yeah. rolling thing. You know, it's good. <laughs> we should tell people how good it is. <laughs> That's really a funny one because when as, as you're talking about it right now, like I'm remember, like I hadn't thought about it in earlier discussions for this podcast. But mm-hmm. that is definitely one where I had a similar thing, you know, like, oh, man. I, this is a dumb one. I think I've also mentioned it before on the podcast, but I just had a day, um, and it was I was in high school when I was training, and I came, and I was just tired and kind of like not physically feeling the best and not even mentally really feeling present, but I was just, I think I was just taking Ukemi, and, it, and, and my teacher at the time uh, remarked to me that like my Ukemi was just so smooth and just so like present, you know, and I, and I was like, oh yeah, it is. Uh-huh. And, and and it was one of those kind of like passive like aha moments in the sense that it was just like what 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 happened there but that was that you're right it is just kind of great and like it took it me is just, it is great like, it is great I am great well like you know I'm, I'm a <laughs> no, very thinky it. person yeah, 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 and so it. like you know usually like you can sense when your uke pauses a moment before they actually take ukemi because they're thinking oh well should I should I take right, that role now right, you know. Right. And like I, there was none of that that day, and and it took me a while thinking upon like what exactly had happened that day that it was just like I was just like kind of too tired and kind of like too bleh to like think about anything else to be distracted by any other thoughts, and so it was just like in I was moment. kind of forced right. to be in the moment, and it was not usually the way that you would do that, but it was it worked really well for me, and and it was aha in the sense of like how do I cultivate that mindset, you know? Right. Right. What are the things that you see, because, you, you, you know, you've had students, I don't know, hundreds at this point. Um, what are the things that you see, like, what are the, you know, from day one to, like, later, some of the, like, major, like, and obviously everyone has different, but there are probably some that are, like, very similar for people. What are yeah. the... Um. So first ones generally with people aren't that intellectual. Like it, it's like understanding to relax. Like oh yeah yeah. That's yeah. a you know like that's huge. Like and and by relax I don't even mean any high standard. I just mean like you know you're not stressing the fuck out doing techniques right. all the time. You know and and I can tell you know it, it depends on the person. And some people come in real athletic and they just don't do that. But like you know somewhere between, you know, a week to three months in, most people, you can see them relax. And it's like, oh, you figured it out. You, you know, that. like, you, you don't have to be so stressed. Right. It's okay. Yes. Um, that's a real big one. Um, Hadagi is a big one, like hands in oh, front of your yeah, center. Yeah. Like almost everyone to the person, if they stick in it long enough, you know, somewhere around like, I don't know, six months to a year, they start going like, oh. Oh, and it's always palatable, <laughs> right, right. you know, like, yeah. and, and it's amazing too, because when they have that realization, then all their techniques start getting better, like right Do away. you notice that um, the thing happens before they realize it? Like, can you see it happening on them? And then they go, oh, blah, blah, and you're like, well, yeah, you've been doing that for the last however long before you. So I, I see a steady progression, of course, um, and, and some of that progression is 
uh, just having it beat into you with forms and stuff, you know, because yeah, yeah. it's like your hands are always there. Um, but then it, it stops becoming something they're doing because they remember it and something it does because it feels right. right. And then usually somewhere around then is like when they're like, <gasps> oh, oh, you God. just do this, you know. <laughs> Keep your hands right there. Yeah, Haragi's a big one. Um, uh, first test to second test is usually, and it could be as many as three or four tests in, but like, you know, there's always this realization of like, you know, I, I have to be present and that is the test really, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. like that is the first test, honestly, which is like, I just have to be here and, and doing the material, you know, Koki. Right. um, yeah, Koki. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a big one that happens to people. And, and those are ones that usually people don't talk so much about, but you know, um, then ones that people start to talk more about is understanding that Aikido is about self-defense. Like, especially in our school, you know, at some point, uh, people start saying stuff like, oh, yeah, it's it's just not about getting the other person. So why would anyone try to do that? Like, yeah. if they're doing Aikido, you know, so that's a that's a very palatable one. Um, I feel like in those middle testing ranges, like you start to see the person kind of like come up against themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and like yeah. there's a lot of self-realization that, that happens uh in, in that in that mid time you know when people have been training for a while and they're serious about it and they they start to butt up you know whether they're um really sharp and really smart and like study real hard or um they're you know super forceful or they're you know maybe very timid or mild like any of those whatever it is like they start to come up against themselves at that point and you start to see like um, you know, if you're the kind of person that laughs things off with humor, you realize at some point it's not a laughing time, you know, or if you're someone that overstudies, it's like, well, at some point you can't, you, you can't overstudy. You just have to be there. You know, you just have to be in that moment. Or, That's right. you know, if you're the kind of person that wants to muscle everything, you realize, oh shit, there are some techniques or some things I cannot muscle. There are some people I'm that are too big tired. to muscle or there are techniques be... that don't work if I try to muscle right, it, right. you know, or if you're super timid. You have to realize, oh, at some point I have to show up and speak for myself or right. I have to, you know, put my hand in their face and mean it, you know? Right. right. I think saying coming up against yourself is a good way to say yeah. that. Yeah. Like people realize like the, the things that are natural to them that are limiting them from achieving more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for me, um, that happened, I think, a little maybe, I don't know, my Aikido journey has kind of been long, but like at some point, I think in late late high school, like... I had approached everything because I was insecure um, and and felt nervous about, especially like transferring from the kids' class to the adults' class. I was, there's a lot of anxiety there because it's like, you you go from being the top of the kids, like the oldest, bossing around everyone. Everything's so easy. You know, I get all the points, I raise my hand, I know all the answers to going to the adults' class and um, you're maybe smaller than everyone and everyone knows what's going on and you don't. And there's, you know, all these new stretches and, you know, new techniques and you have to know way, way more. And like, it just becomes challenging again. And so, you know, they're like, where you're interacting with full ass adults <laughs> when you're not really maybe used to interacting with, you know, people that are, you know, 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and, um, that you don't know. And so there's like a definitely, you know, for me, it was like, um, I, I feel like I approached things with more maybe silliness and humor because that was what made me feel more comfortable, like, you know, doing whatever technique. I would, like, laugh a lot or be silly or maybe not take it as seriously or, like, um, you know, when we would do the zombie push, you know, I would, like, twinkle my fingers at them because that made me feel less serious, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but at some point I had that aha moment that's, like, you don't have to do that. We're training. We're just right. 
And that's that's hard. Like that's a but that was a real like, oh, I don't have to do that. That's just a defense mechanism. One of my favorites to see people get um, and it's, it's along those lines, kind of like coming up against yourself is like realizing that if you want to make progress, you're going to have to show up all the time and take it seriously. Yeah. You know, and some people like every good student gets that at some point it hits them and some people come in with it. Right. So they they got it somewhere else and they come in with it. But um, I see it a a fair amount like in everyone who chooses to stick around where it's like there's just a point where there's no more excuses about anything. And it's like it's it's not that you're a bad person. You don't have to apologize, you know, but it's like if you want to get good at this, you'll train all the time. And and that's it. And I think the sort of playing on a little bit of what Maya is saying, you know, there, uh, people come into it in different ways. Um, and there's always a moment where no matter what, it becomes difficult. Yeah. Um, right. You know, yes. that's right. So there are some people who come in and they're just super smart, uh, and yeah. they, they can intellectually take in all the info and they will get stuff s- just quick. They're usually a little slower on the, the body stuff, the physical stuff. Um, and so they find themselves at some point they will find themselves struggling to catch up mm-hmm. with the, and, and the other side, you know, so a lot of people are really physical and they can do the physical things. At some point, they will find themselves having to catch up to the other thing, you know, so they're no matter what it is, there's going to be a, a there's going to be levels of plateau that you're going to have to fight through no matter how awesome you think you are at, at any given time right. you know and right. that that thing i think is an aha moment as well that like um that to, to that you're going to be humbled by it yes. like right. You know? right. yes. and i think here's an aha moment for me and this is not related <clears throat> at all to aikido uh <laughs> really but generally anything when i realized that like I started Aikido knowing nothing, mm-hmm. and now I have this gigantically crazy skill set, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that like that's anything. So right, you know, right, I, right. I play guitar, right? Uh-huh. I suck at playing. I don't suck. I'm whatever, but I'm not very <laughs> good at playing guitar, right? Uh, and it's easy to get down about that and be yes. like, I'll never yes. be able to play like whoever. But it's like. Also, I have never, I haven't trained like that person right. has for all of their right. life. And if I did train, I would be able to do that right. because I've already done it in this. Right. You know, right. it's the same. Like if I wanted to learn a language, yeah. if I wanted to learn Spanish, let's say, in some ways it seems like, well, that's overwhelming. It's I'm daunting. A, I'm an old person <laughs> now. Uh, it's too late for me to do that. But it's like, no, it's not because right. I did this. I did Aikido and I went from zero, nothing. To where I am now, so skills are attainable. Right, right. <laughs> like, and you should never, whatever it is, drawing, whatever. If you want to do it, it is there for you to do if right. you put in the amount of work. For right. It, I know? I think everyone needs to endeavor to master something yeah, in their man. life, um, and it will just teach you so much about you know skill acquisition and who you are and all that stuff. Like, you have to like try to master something, you know. Yeah, um, it's like it's that. Big. That when I realized that it was kind of a game changer for everything because it just put me in a situation of like, well, there's no more, there's no excuses for things. So if I'm not happy with how I perform whatever thing, cool, fix it. Like you know, like you can. Um, this was uh, something that I had said. I think yeah, as I was. So I'm sure any senior in high school knows that 
there are a million people asking, oh, what are you going to study in college? Where are you going to college? All all those questions. Um, When I was doing that, I remember um, my cousins had asked me, what are you going to major in? And I ended up going into college undecided because I had no idea. Um, But they had asked me, oh, what are you going to major in? And I was like, I don't know, like maybe something that I'm not very good at, like 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 writing or something because I, you know, I preferred math and other stuff. Um, And they were like, why would you do that? Like, that's not what you major in. You major in what you're good at, like, so that you can, you know, be better at that thing and and really focus on it. And it was always funny. And I, I, at that moment, I felt like, oh, shit, maybe I'm being stupid. Like, maybe I should. And, you know, and that's what I ended up doing. I have something that I was interested in that I already felt akin to. But I think Chris is exactly right that you should endeavor to, like, and I think maybe I would add on to what he said about endeavoring to be a master at something. Something that has nothing to do with what you live your life as or do your career as, um, and and something that you actually kind of are not so naturally gifted at. Not good at. And I feel like Aikido, I had I had been doing it by then, but in the last few years, I've endeavored to take it more seriously, and that I think partially is because I never felt like very physically gifted or very you know very natural at that, and it's been all the more rewarding to to make strides and like Josh said, look back and go, holy shit, I know a right. lot, you know? Yeah. Right. It's and even more just, gratifying. I used to be gangly and not be able to move my body, you know? <laughs> right, like, yes. I used to be able to, you know. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had video of Josh oh, trying to sway his <laughs> hips. Um, day like, a, like a white dude dancing? Like, oh my well, I think God. it was worse than that. It was so robotic and weird. I remember staring yeah. at him being like, this guy's been my friend my whole life, and he can't move possible? his hips. What's wrong I've with him? What's, what's wrong I've with seen him guy? dance. I know he skanks. <laughs> he can, he can I've skank. seen that. He happen. can lay down a six skank. Why is this different? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think, like, another aha moment that I had in that vein is that, like, like I don't know, this is something that, that Chris gave me these words, but something that I have been thinking about is hard is always hard. You know, and maybe we've even already talked about this at some point, but um, like, for example, leaving the dojo, taking a, you know, hiatus from from martial arts training, there was always guilt and shittiness that comes with starting back at the dojo for yourself, not from anyone else, but just that feeling of like, I haven't been in a long time. I'm going to be rusty. Oh my God. Like it always, that always sucks a little bit, no matter. And, and that having that realization that oh shit returning to the dojo after not doing class always sucks yep. for everyone and seeing that from other people actually made me feel comforted because uh, i felt like oh it's not just oh, me yeah. that feels shitty yeah. when i leave and come back <laughs> right. like oh we all just feel this just way just don't leave then right and that, i mean that you know that's <laughs> just, maybe just my solution just. but like overall like anything that's hard like is always going to be really hard yeah. i remember when um and this is again a lot of this is actually is for me in high school i don't know why but um, when Chris took over the dojo and then he started doing, um, much more like live training type stuff. And, you know, here, these three people are going to run at you now. Like I was overwhelmed. I was fucking scared. <laughs> like I remember like panicking and like, you know, blood rushing to my face and like freaking out and like, you know, like not knowing what to do. And like, I don't feel like that anymore, you know? And so it's like that same sense of like, it's still hard when three people run at me. It's not, not hard. But it, it's um, hard in a way that you can get more comfortable with. And, and so I feel like yeah. the second the second part of that phrase, hard is always hard, is hard is always hard, but you can get comfortable with being yeah. it being yeah. hard. You can get comfortable you know? with the suck. And 
I think it's what ends up happening is, you know, as you grow, you sort of lose, like you hit those aha moments, but you also lose a lot of stuff, you know, like you lose a lot of that feeling of like, you forget that you sucked at one point. Yeah. And that yeah. you have come as far, you know, and so sometimes you can get down and be like, oh man, I don't know, you know, yeah, because you haven't. You can't put it in perspective of, yeah, remember the, when you couldn't sway your hips, dude? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> if someone's not there to remind you, then. Right. You, you know? know, so I think it always does good to, if you, if you can, think back to like when you first started and, and yeah. you know, the, the struggles that you had when you were beginning and where you're at now and, you know. Yeah. I was talking to my mom yesterday and, and I was saying how, um, like, I still feel even though I'm going to be turning 25 in a while, like, I, I feel like Josh shakes his head at me. <laughs> Whole problem. Oh, right. No, like, I, I remember being... I remember that, I believe. <laughs> I remember being a teenager, not, like, terribly, terribly long ago. But And so I remember what that feels like. And so when I see teenagers being shitty, I can kind of, like, yeah. relate to them a little bit and go, oh, I remember what that felt like. Um, but I can see very slowly, year by year, how I remember a little bit less. How I relate to it a little bit less. And then you become old man. Get off my grass. Right. Bitching right. about the fireworks are too loud. Right. And, and my mom was like, yeah, I mean, you know, you'll try and always hold that part of you. You know, and you'll, you can hearken back a little bit, but it becomes farther and farther away. And so it becomes more difficult to remember being a beginner, being new and, and sucking and not having and that's that why you have moment. to constantly endeavor to do new things. Right. You know, yeah, like yeah, every yeah, year I take on several new, right. new things. Like, yeah. I'm going to suck at something. Yes, um, you must. <laughs> yes, as as progression progression goes, you get to the middle. What are the the high end realization? What are the things that like the masters know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, lately, I've been um, thinking a lot about that that um, UH book quote, and I, I mentioned it to Chris the other day. Um, like. I, I don't know the exact quote, but it's the sense of like, you still make mistakes. Like you don't not make mistakes. It's just that people can't see them, you know? And like, it's like your mistake becomes tinier and tinier and tinier and tinier and tinier. And, and, and it's until only you can really identify them and, or until those moments become, you know, minuscule fragments of seconds that you made a misstep or that you, you know, swung at the wrong angle or something. Um, and I, I find that also, <laughs> comforting and also like like oh man like you never really become right. perfect like it's, it's just that you, your, your mistakes become tiny so we've put out videos recently of, of things um and it's really interesting watching the videos uh, uh just good stuff happening here you know yeah. technique whatever um doing the videos it's like oh my god i can't believe i fucked that all yeah. up yeah and that's not gonna look good and then i look yeah. at it and i'm like well that's fine Certainly didn't feel that way. Right. <laughs> so I think, I feel like some of it is, is that, which is like you you continue to, you continue to come up against yourself, I guess. You know, you continue yeah. to meet, get, like, have that uh, place where your knowledge and your physical abilities uh, kind of hit, you know. Right. Um, that's what I experience, you know, where it's like now I have a, fairly good idea of what to do now it's just uh, uh, you know can i do it instantaneously naturally 
and the answer is no. But like that, that's the thing, you know. Like, can you begin to do these things, uh, like truly spontaneously, right? In, in practice, and that that becomes really difficult. I feel like. What are the aha moments that you guys have had, say, post post black belt? All of them. No. Not all of them again. <laughs> no, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that just, it's just like, it just gets reinforced. It's yeah. not so much yeah. that it, it's an aha moment again. I ju- it's just like oh, the yeah. thing that I, yeah. I had the aha moment, I see it in a different context. And I'm like, well, there it is. You know, I think for me and maybe for Chris too, a lot of the stuff um, has been reinforced for me through weapon stuff that we've been doing the different weapons whether it's historic european martial arts stick whatever yeah (laughs) whatever it is that we're doing um a lot of the the ideas and the you know the the foundation things um are all sort of reinforced and in a different way because they're used differently right but um all of the idea of distancing and timing and and all that um, I feel like are um, I'm continually being, you know, re ahad with. Yeah, I I realized you know a few years back that and this is I I don't know how to say this that makes sense and and this is not some magical thing but um, I could ask Aikido questions now right so like and, and this sounds weird but like you know like I can ask the system of Aikido what it thinks about this Why thing you know right, like yeah, yeah. and it sounds weird because like uh, it's just whatever comes up a lot of times things will come up that's weird you know and you're like oh what's that and i can kind of quickly go through in my head how aikido answers those problems right. you know and so like realizing that i can kind of talk to the system it, it sounds stupid but yeah. like but i can talk to aikido you know and so so it's like anything now like and this is funny I, I went through recently realizing that i understand the answers to all the cliches of aikido you know mm-hmm. like you know like um, Aikido use their force against them. Aikido um, is based on uh, sword work. Aikido is, you know, all these cliches. I, I, I know what they mean. Right, you can go through and yeah. right, and and you know that's that's you know very likely only just for me. But like, I don't have any more unsolved right, questions. questions about the yeah. system. You know, like the system is kind of. I can see it from the outside now. You know, and, yeah. and I used to say this it's like, like when you first start training. It's like you see this really shiny surface that's really pretty and like you look at it more and it's super shiny and you look at it and you're like, oh, I can tell that it's kind of a color, you know? And so like you're like, oh, maybe it's green or whatever color it is, right? I can tell it's a color. And then you start to realize that like you can turn it and there's another face and you're like, whoa, there's two two freaking faces and that's cool. And then you look at it more and you realize there's a third face. And then before you know it, you realize you're holding a gym and then you know the properties of it, you know? And, and that's, I feel like now that I've done enough Aikido that I can pull back far enough that I can look at it almost from the outside, you yeah. know? And so like mm-hmm. I can ask all kinds of weird questions of the system and the system tells me how it would answer that, you know? And, and sometimes it says, we don't have an answer right. for that. And it's like, oh, okay. And to me, that's real simple. It's like, that's outside that's of Aikido. Outside the system, yeah. You just know it fully. And you can I, I like the idea of asking it questions and it responding. I was thinking about this. I said something dumb and I was kind of hanging out with my mom again the other day. And um I said something stupid, like something denigrating to myself and she was like, Don't say that like you know, like she got all on me, you know. And um says her mom thing, she was like, Well don't say that and like, I had a whole response and I'm like, Mom, like I I have a, a mom 
I have a version of you in my head already saying that to me. Right. So thank yeah, you. Right. But I, I, I've I've completely internalized all right. those how things. your parents feel about things. Right. And, and so essentially I could I could ask my mom, you know, like your in, mom and right, in, right in my head, right, like right. what would my mom say about this? Your you know, and I can pretty mom. much make up what, what she would say. And I feel like it's kind of a similar thing where right. it's like I can ask you a question and get the answer that right. the, that, that thing whether it's my mom or whether it's Aikido or whatever, what it has, what what its response would be about right. that thing. And it's it's nice when you have that level of maturity, I guess. And maybe that's part of what growing up is about is going, okay, now everything that my parents ever said to me, good or bad, is kind of internalized. And now it's my job to go out into the world and work with that, put, put it in situations and go, now it's all in me. I have the answers and I got to ask my internal mom, what do I do? You know, right. the same with Aikido. Right. Now I got to go out and ask it weird questions and see it, what I can do. You know, it's weird. Like talking about it that way, it's like um, it at the exact same time, it makes you and the thing one. Yeah. And also at the same time, makes it clear that you are not that thing. Right. You know, like, yeah. so, so yeah. it's like, you know, I've internalized Aikido so well that it's kind of like a piece of me, but at the same time, it's like, I can clearly see that, well, it has answers that right. I don't have. Right. You know? I, like, and, and I have answers that it doesn't Right, make. exactly like, right. You can things. disagree with it. And that's what I feel with my internal mom voice. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. shh, yeah. shh. Right, you know? like, right, I right. don't need that anymore, you know. Right. I don't like your answer. <laughs> I think uh, another aha moment for me in thinking about it now, and this came very recently, is uh, Aikido is not for fighting like and and really just clearing that up completely that it's not that there's no ifs ands or buts about it you know there's no like aikido's not for fighting but blah 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 right, right there's none right, of that right, right, there's right. none of it just it is not it's not um and 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 being fine with that you know right um and i think that actually happened on this podcast when we were talking about i think it was the martial arts podcast or whatever um and and I was trying to go back and forth of like yeah but but I need to I but if I know I need to know you know uh, I need to know how to be martial blah 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 right, right, and then right. I was just like no no I don't think that's you know um, and that it, now it's like I have that clear you know yeah um, and to extend the metaphor a little further just like a parent um, for a while it is your everything. And then you move beyond it and you realize that maybe it doesn't have everything you need or everything you want. Like Aikido has, you know, is not for fighting, as Josh is saying right now. But that doesn't mean that you can't fight. You can't fight. fight. doesn't you know? mean you I don't want to fight. Right. right. You yeah. can go and learn how to do that. And, and just like, you fight. know, maybe my mom says that I shouldn't eat potato chips, but like, maybe I want to do that and that that's okay. You know, like. Whatever it is, like like you can move beyond yeah. that thing, and it's not it's not you. you know? Fighting is potato chips. I eat all the potato chips I want. That's what I'm taking away from this whole. Fighting episode. is delicious Fighting and salty. Is potato <laughs> chips. That's true. That's true. It's salt and vinegar. <laughs> can all the we way. call that maybe not um, very good for the, you? Um, <laughs> Bad for your health. Right. We're at uh, 47 minutes 42 seconds. Oh wow! So, uh, that went fast. It did go yeah. pretty fast. Pretty good. I think that's. I hopefully. I, I feel like uh, just going through this, that there are lots of what we say, have said, or probably experiences other have others have had. Yeah. Because it's kind of a universal, a lot of these are universal things. Um, I think so. really quickly, it's just a, and it's not even an aha, it's just like a, a, a slow realization, maybe an opposite aha. Like it's just a, it's a gradual thing, feeling of me realizing Still like. Still coming. It's, it's, it's going to, I think it'll be coming for the rest of my life. And that is the realization is that, that after I get my black belt, it's like now is the rest of my life. 
now is the rest of my journey in Aikido, you know, and that because I'll get my black belt doesn't mean that I am done. You're right. You know? No, not at all. It's the opposite. It's the, now my practice is fully going to be my practice and I just do it for the rest, you know, for however long I choose, I will be working on it and it will never be quite perfect. I remember flying through the ranks and um, at one point, like really prepping for a test and my teacher saying, enjoy being a white belt because you won't be one very long and like him being very sincere in that you know like like you know saying that like you should enjoy this time yeah, because you, you won't be a white belt after after the get a black belt you're you're not going to be a white belt right. ever again and at the time that sounded ridiculous to me because you know i'd spend my whole is, life right, right, as a right, white belt right, right? Right, right all you want is your black belt but now it looks crazy and now am i older now than I've, almost uh almost so I almost spent more of my life as a black belt now than not right, but yeah but like, um, it, it's really weird because it's like, yo, that was a tiny, tiny right. portion tiny of time that I was yeah. a white belt, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's wild. Um, if uh, any of the listeners have other um, experiences, aha moments they'd like to share, it'd be cool to yeah hear them and we can share them out or whatever with, with people. So Yeah, I wonder if we missed any major ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'd like to thank all of our um, sponsors. I, I also would like to send a special thank you. Make sure it doesn't fly off the table. Okay. Special thank you to... <laughs> to I, I, I mean, I honestly oh, don't know if my. it was Trader Joe's. I don't know who it oh, yeah, was. But we mentioned triple ginger snaps. And Josh is laughing because there's six giant tubs of triple ginger snaps sitting here that someone sent us. And it's greatly appreciated because these, these are going to so be good because they're the most delicious cookies ever. Um, and I'm a little upset that I'm just now finding out about it. Well, we haven't cracked into them yet. I think they so. came yesterday. So. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. Fair enough. Don't, don't feel bad. Um, That's yeah. great. <laughs> um, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Got a whole tub to myself. <laughs> yeah, you're taking you, that home. You want, you yeah. want two because yeah. they. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead. Do we have our patrons yes. up here? Let's go ahead Got and thank our patrons. Oh, well, you're getting some like. Our, I I ASMR will say right that now. our um, our patrons, our listeners, across all of our platforms, uh, YouTube. Uh, all of it. They're just great. I feel like the interaction that we've had lately uh, across all plat has just been really good. And uh, this group is really a great group, so, you know. Yeah. Like, and and I, I say that with a lot of um, respect and appreciation because I've spent a lot of a lot of time in groups that have not been. So good. Yeah, very very. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I I've, I've been told I'm stupid. I don't know how many times, right. you know. But but this group's a great supportive group. I I really appreciate. Yeah, this group. Yeah. Um, and, and before I thank the patrons, um, we recently uh, put out a new uh, video on uh, the Chushintani uh, YouTube channel. Um, and it is uh, of me and Josh doing four different jujitsus, essentially. Well, uh, uh, unarmed ground grappling, uh, unarmed or armed ground grappling, stand up grappling, and Aikido. And it's kind of a side by side comparison of one minute rounds of Josh and I doing that. Um, and Chris kind of gives a, a nice explanation of what the difference of those arts is. Um, and so if you're interested at all in that, it's, um, on the YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, and, and let us know what you think. Um, so thank you so much to our sponsors. They are, uh, Brad V Spider-Man in San Jose, the hatchet man, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Rassler, Bear Wrestler. Bear Rassler. Rassler is how my grandpa says <laughs> it. Bear Rassler. Truly. Um, if you're, ra if you're, uh, grappling with a bear, 
You are. Maybe, it's, it's you know, wrestling. I had never thought of this till just now, but maybe he's grappling wild bear. Wild bear. Is it bear wrestling? What is it? Bear. It just says bear. 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 B-E-A-R. Bear wrestling. It would be really I mean, it'd be cool funny. if it was bear, B-A-R-E right, 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 also. Right, right. That's a different kind of wrestling. Naked wrestling. <laughs> Um, thank you to Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, O'Con Ayrton, Jim Sullivan, Marcin Chis, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Flora Hanowick, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Julie Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Cito, Matt Mumford, Jim Gallant, Matt Riley, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. There's some of those that have been on the list for a really long oh, yeah. time. Since and, the beginning, yeah. yeah. And that's um, amazing. Yeah, Since amazing. back when we were terrible and no one really wanted to listen because it was just not fun. <laughs> it was not fun to listen it to. Was, uh, it was Because you had to like turn turn up your radio, turn it up sometimes. Your radio, up. Josh? Yeah, that's how, how I listen. How old are you? <laughs> uh, your radio? <laughs> that's how I listen <laughs> to my podcast on the radio. radio? <laughs> uh, so you would what station is that on? What station is that on, Josh? What that, time's that come on at? Is that AM or <laughs> Is it with George Norrie? Can, can I catch it's it? AM radio. Oh, my God. If we were good, we could be on AM. Anyway. <laughs> we could be on AM. We should be on AM. At, like, midnight um, on yeah. a Sunday. Is there a way we can find out how to get there on AM really, radio? I want to get My on point AM being, <laughs> for a long time, there was we had technical issues that made it not as fun to listen to as it is now. Right. Because now it's, like, laugh riots all day long. <laughs> for laugh riots, folks. <laughs> And that is thank you to that is thanks to our patrons. Absolutely, exactly. absolutely. People who were there that first. In fact, I remember you know it was like we got to do this so Maya doesn't have to pay the, the spot. Well, that was that was totally where it started out. Yeah. So since right. I'm uh, money banks, I know over right? here. money banks. The richest I can. I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't even finish that sentence. With that, um, we will um, tip of the week. Oh God! So oh yeah, yeah I almost got a new tip, tip of the week. Of the week. Yeah. Woo! Uh, yeah, double tip of the week. Ooh, um, double. Yeah. Uh, first one is think about your most recent uh, aha moment. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that you, like one of those passive aha moments that's like you figured something out, but you're not exactly sure why it happened. Like it, it was like, wow, that was amazing. Something something different happened. Think about maybe why was that? Why did that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you've got a bunch of time on your hands, say if you're home and not working or, you know, because of the Rona, um, then – uh, think, you know, back in, in your history and um, if there's any aha moments that you had that, you know, you'd like to share with us, please share those with us um, and, and start looking for the next one uh, because you can also, like, you know, actively look for those aha moments and that comes from, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just a nerd, but studying and trying to put put two nerd. and two together, play with stuff, look for patterns. I think looking for patterns is a number one way that I found some of those moments. Um, so, so try that out. And I definitely do think uh, thinking about it really does help because I think yes. that, um, you know, once you on the mat, you're doing the thing. When you step off of the mat, your subconscious, your that starts yep. percolating all in there. Yep. yep. And then uh, when you come back on, that's when you have the, right. you know. You're, you're setting the stage for yeah. those aha yeah. moments. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, well, next week. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Stay healthy. We won't see you. We'll We'll talk to you. Well, we won't hear you. You'll hear us. (laughs) It's just us talking to each other. That's all it is. Goodbye.